Hey everyone, welcome to an all new episode of Filmhouse. James, thanks for taking the reins while I was out. No problem, Adam. Appreciate it. We're done with horror. We've moved over to the superhero genre. It's back. <laughs> Say goodbye to our summers. Uh, before we begin, though, I do want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Lisa, the mattress company. You can get $100 off your first mattress, but more on that later. First, I'm joined by James, as always, Bruce, hey. and Lawrence. Hello. What up, guys? Who here loves a Thor? No. I liked the first Thor. I love, listen, I love the character Thor uh -huh. as he exists within the Marvel Universe. No, that that being smite. said, Ooh. his films yeah. are some of my least favorite. So this, the, here's, here's we're, we're, by the, by this time, the movie's out, you've already seen it. Everyone's given it two thumbs up, it's great. I'm not... People love it. Oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. To I specify, we haven't seen Thor Ragnarok. No, we no. were recording this before, yeah. and I don't plan on doing any sort of review on this. This is more of a podcast discussing the why do we give a shit about the third Thor. And I mean, I think in this room collectively we're excited. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm very, absolutely. very excited. When oh, we I'm were jazzed. very much let down by two Thor films. Uh, well, the, the, I, I, I was let down by two Thor films. Sorry, I I'll was say let that. down by the first. The second one I was let down by. The first one I was not. I was let down by half of the first one. Yeah, I guess too. that's fair to say. Yeah. The, the first I one really I, loved all the Asgard stuff in okay. the first Thor. Movie. Yeah, yeah. The first one I thought was really, really unique and different for when yeah. you when you saw it. I'm I'm trying to pick my own brain apart yeah. to figure out why I want this movie to work. And there's a lot of stuff on the surface that we already know. I think I could tell you why. Oh, go ahead. I would argue, um, Thor one and two. The, so, if you think about it, Marvel's pretty good about segregating their continuing narrative, their universe, into tiers. This is cosmic tier. It's like Guardians, it's pinches of Doctor Strange, and Thor. And the original Thor was kind of the first one. The Asgard stuff was kind of the first time you saw the galactic side of Marvel, where it's crazy and ridiculous and hyper-colorful. But I feel like until Guardians of the Galaxy, they didn't really hit what that tone and that visual style and that stride was supposed to be. Thor... Thor's weird, because Guardians is like super charming and very human. It's a very human tale about friends, misfits figuring out their place in the world. Mm -hmm. Thor is the son of a god, you know, and I guess figuring out how to be humble, but that's not really punched very hard in that film. So I, I think it now happens, that we it have a better... pretty quick. Yeah. But now that we have a better fix... Have you seen this before? No, oh, I saw yeah, it. I haven't seen this either. So good. Uh, but now that we have a better fix on what... Mar or we have a, a better introduction to what the galactic tier of Marvel Universe is supposed to look like and feel like, I think... Mm -hmm. And also, if you're familiar with the director, Taika, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of things that are giving this movie momentum, mm. um, as as opposed to the past that, two Thor movies, which are in in the grand scheme of things not so hot. It was the answer I, I figured you or Bruce would give me and James. The new director is mm. something to be excited about because I don't think very much so. I think everyone's been. I guess the fans of uh, I'm gonna butcher his name, Taika Waititi, right? Taika Waititi, I got it right. I yeah, yeah, I've been trying. I did a film uh, about a year ago, year and a half ago, uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Wow. He also worked on Fly the Concords, um, Eagle vs. Shark, yeah. a few other films. Uh, what do we do in the shadows? Yeah, shadows, what we, yeah, yeah. of course. And Sequel it, just announced? Yeah, Werewolves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, so weird, he's a comedy director. This is almost like the Edgar Wright that never happened. Hmm. Yeah. That's kind of how I that's, feel. That's, that's, that's mm -hmm. the way I feel. Really about good way it putting too. it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Ant Man wasn't the right fit to let a, a director go go nuts and have fun with it because it he was too much of the Tony Stark world. Yeah, whereas you could argue it wasn't in the right tier. Thor's off doing his own thing, and you could even include Hulk, and it won't affect the main storyline probably too much, right? Ant-Man is, yeah, Ant is almost like TV tier. 
Uh, which, sorry, Ant-Man, but, like, Ant-Man, Spider-Man is even more influential than that, and Spider-Man's still not that important in the grand scheme of things. Mm. If you're talking about, like, Marvel canon. Integration, I well, believe, is so the word at this. Marvel studio. does this mm. weird thing where they want someone whose name you recognize under the directed by section of their film, right? Mm -hmm. That's what they want. Oh, right. Someone who has buzz or whatever, and so they reach out to those people, but... It has to be a perfect combination of this is the movie I'm doing, and also it's so far removed that I don't have to make Marvel's movie. That's why, like, James Gunn did such a great job with Guardians of the Galaxy. They mm -hmm. picked a very stylistic, driven, visionary director and put him in a situation where he could kind of do whatever he wanted because they hadn't set, it, set up any dominoes around those characters. Mm -hmm. Thor, this, <clears throat> this is the one situation, I think, where it's going to work out for the positive because Thor is established. This doesn't seem like a risky venture for them. No. I think this is like a, okay, well, we know what numbers we need to hit for Thor, so go buck wild. Yeah. You know? Go also, have fun. I also think uh, with Kevin Feige and the Marvel Universe, I think they're looking for people that want to work with them, and I don't know if Edgar Wright ever gave them that attitude, and I don't, who knows, right? Well, but I think, I think Taika Waititi and uh, James Gunn and those guys, I think think they were excited about it so they were willing to sort of make compromises when they needed to i think i well i think taika or sorry edgar wright always just wanted to make ant-man he he because he had a long-standing like but he track wanted to versus, his like, movie he made like Shaun of the dead and go i'd like to make <clears throat> ant-man please right like he was like sam raimi yeah like can i please make a superhero movie they're like no we don't want you to yeah. he's like fine i'll make dark man instead because i so desperately want to do that well i feel like from edgar wright's perspective he usually I could be totally wrong, but when he approaches a movie, like Baby Driver goes, I want to make a kind of like a heist movie. You probably had that thought with Ant-Man. He goes, I want to make a, like a, probably like an Ocean's Eleven. I want to make like a, I want to make a heist film. But a superhero. But film. it will be super, it will be, there was a superhero called Ant-Man. So he's, it's, I guess it's almost like the way Chris Nolan approaches something like Batman. Hmm. He goes, I want to make this sort of cr Michael Mann crime thriller, but yeah, there's a superhero involved, but that's not important. Well, like the idea came from yeah. Edgar Wright, not from Kevin Feige. So mm -hmm. probably the the talk is from Marvel saying, "Well, you got to it, it's a it's a hero's journey and it's the origin story, so you got to hit X, Y, and Z." Thor, we're already on number three. If you don't know who Thor is by now, I guess a who cares, right? He's yeah. just he's a god. You don't really <clears throat> you don't really need the backstory, and that could be filled in with a two minute YouTube video. So they're probably just saying, "What do we have to lose?" That's that's my guess. I mean, I I bet I am, I bet that there's going to be a lot of Infinity Gauntlet stuff in this movie. There is. They've already said that this is like a major film that plays into Infinity War. So I don't think that it's just going to be a you know balls to the wall kind of thing. But I think in terms of style and tone, they're mm. that's probably where they're most lenient. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm excited about. Well, just in in terms of grand structure too, this movie it's essentially like a buddy road road movie. Mm -hmm. um, at least the trailer seemed to imply that it's just it's. Thor and Hulk palling around the galaxy. So, and that's a great pairing just in terms of character archetype. The, the stoic serious one, the nebbish one that also like blows up and goes crazy. Uh, you know, that used to be, uh, there was a cotton industry on planes, trains, automobiles, all kinds of films that are not occurring to me right now. But yeah, I just pair up two, two dudes and send them on the road. And so that's, that's the thing though, right? <laughs> this is new, or even for the superhero franchise, because when they announce all these Marvel movies, like, you're getting a Captain America movie, you're getting a Thor movie, you're getting a... Iron Man movie, and you kind of roll your eyes at a few of those. You're like, okay, it feels like homework. Mm -hmm. I got to get through this and this. But if they had said, you know, like once once Civil War came along, hey, you're getting a new Captain America movie. That's cool. Oh, by the way, everyone's in it. Yep. And you go, yeah. oh, holy shit. Now it no longer really becomes Captain America movie. It just becomes Marvel movie. Be like it, whatever, Avengers 2.5 or 
whatever uh, you know the cool kids are calling it. But that sort of, I guess that's when my mind clicked. Over. I said they're making another Thor movie. I saw the logo and oh, that's neat. They're going for this '80s setting. Like, and Hulk's in it, and they're doing a Planet Hulk sort of nod. And I'm like, oh, oh wow. Mm-hmm. Now, now I, I love this. Lawrence and I were talking about this at lunch. We're like. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Feige and all the guys that have been doing the MCU for for this Jesus long, I've been turning out like Fuck. pretty good movies. Um, I know, yeah, it's he's, fucking Chris Hemsworth. We know Chris Hemsworth, exactly his, his giant arms. Um, he, the, they've been doing this, and we kind of just had to pay our dues a little bit. And that's what happened when we watched the first Avengers. When we watched the first Avengers, we were like, oh, 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 we get it, we get it, we get it. Like when we watched Captain America the first one, you're like, Meh, it's all right. And watched Hulk, you're like, nobody watched the first Hulk, and. We got to Avengers, then they finally started paying off a lot of stuff. And so now, I think we're in the payoff category of Marvel movies, where we're starting to get to see all of these pairings that were we always wanted to see. Mm-hmm. We always wanted to see this done well. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's why I like I just have infinite respect for Kevin Feige, uh, just because it's just, this This has taken like so many logistics and so many, and so many creative visionaries that he's worked with mm. And also, he's had his own creative vision for Marvel and has and been able to impose that on movies that are still pretty good, hmm. uh, which just blows my mind that they're still they're still making movies that are this good and they're getting better. Uh, Thor Ragnarok is. You think it, by loosening the restraints, they're getting better? Absolutely. I, I, well, I think it's like building a house. You got to build the foundation. The weird did. thing about this, yeah. though, is that they've been selling. They sold the foundation along the way. Mm. So like they're like, hey, buy this foundation, it's crazy. you know? It's crazy. And, so, and people were like running to go like, I'll totally buy this basement. But now you have a house, mm. and so now they can actually do stuff in the house, and it feels like you're getting more value when you go and you pay for a ticket because you're like, oh, here's all these characters that are built in. It's just unbelievable. Like yeah. uh, I, I have so much respect for that. This whole franchise, <laughs> especially watching DC stumble and fall. Time again, time and time and again. Still make shitloads well, of money because they don't build the foundation. Well, that's the thing. I, they I'm, never I'm, build a foundation. I'm playing the they clip just right, jump right in. I'm playing the clip right now, where this is the first like official. There's a lot of the stuff that happened like post credit scene, but this is the first time where the two movies collided. Mm. I think this is like the first time it was Literally really done. Collided. I yeah. Well, I, it, <laughs> I think this is the first time this is done. Where like, okay, these guys are in two different movies. Yep. I think at this point there were two Iron Man movies, one Thor. Didn't really give a shit about Thor. Wasn't crazy about Iron Man too. But when this moment happened, yeah, mm-hmm. Thor is fighting Iron Man. I'm going. Oh my God! This is me as a kid again. Going, this is the movie I wish they had always made. And your dream we very, we very easily could have gone. Man, the special effects were garbage, or man, the acting was garbage, or oh, it, like just it looked so bad, or shot so bad, or whatever. But it, it never was. Well, that, and that's what that's what's so cool about this is that they did it right. They did it exactly the way we thought we wanted. Well, to James's point is they built the foundation, so this scene was earned. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 They, it's, they took a huge DC risk. DC would just start, this would be the opening scene of their movie. Yes, exactly. Right. And you'd be like, ah. Well, that's the thing. When, when Wonder Woman shows up out of nowhere, goes, I'm here now. You go, wait, what? what? Who? Uh-huh. Yeah. And then they what? go, and her movie's coming later. What? Yeah. <laughs> Who? How? Did you not read the textbook correctly? The problem is it takes a lot of time and a lot of money to do that. And there are several points where my patience was wearing thin with how much foundation they were building. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know? 100%. And I'm like, I'm tired of it. Like, I'm tired. I don't need you to remind me where <laughs> Ant-Man fits into all this. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. need it. Well, it's funny because we all said that about Ant-Man. Was, I think Ant-Man is probably the one that we're all least jazzed about when it comes to Marvel. And then afterwards, you see him in Civil War, and you're like, fuck yes. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. really cool. Give that's me more exactly. of that. This is the environment yeah. he should have been in. Yeah. But we all but had you to needed watch him that. to show up. We all had to watch that movie, though, yeah. to get there to know what Ant-Man could or couldn't do. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know. It's... Like I said, it's it's still it still blows my mind they're making these movies and they're making them better. Um, the interesting thing, I think the most interesting thing about the Thor movies is that the second Thor was free to do whatever it wanted. 
Was it? It had like yes. no ties to yeah. anything. Uh, well, any. they had to introduce except for the, an the Infinity Stone. stone. That was like yeah. But that's minor. it. There's no requirement. They they had that in in Guardians of the Galaxy too, yeah. and it's just a thing that exists, a MacGuffin or whatever. Like, yeah. like so it's so weird that that movie was so like yeah, it was kind of nothing. Uh, whatever. Yeah. It was nothing. And I watched it recently, and I was like, well, I I only liked it because it had the Marvel aesthetic. Uh, which is hilarious to me that I wasn't even the, about the movie. Uh, it was just me. It was like, oh, it was cool to see like the Marvel special effects, or it was cool to see Thor doing his thing. You know, like mm-hmm. hitting CG monsters or robots or whatever can you, else. Can you give me a, a rundown of what the story was? Barely of Dark World because I do not remember, and I watched it. All I remember is that there was like portals. There were like portals in Earth. Right, that these elf or, people were using. Where Natalie Portman just happened to be hanging out. Which, which, yeah, Natalie Portman, who in her defense was studying the weird gravitational pull of the portals, mm-hmm. happened to be investigating one and fell into one in a warehouse. That's what happened. And then all of a sudden she was right, at the center of the storyline. Yeah, no, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> she tripped and fell into the story. Yeah, but, basically. But there was, but the MacGuffin that James was talking about was like, there was this... Red like, goo. This red goo that was like, <gasps> basically power... That someone could possess, like that Ghostbusters would, too. That would end up being like, you know, obviously, if they possess the power, they can control the universe and like destroy planets and blah 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 blah. Uh, but I don't know exactly how that was tied. I was just trying to re- trying to remember this with Lawrence. I don't know how that's tied to the Infinity Stone. I think the red stuff ended up becoming the Infinity. Stone. Is that stone. what it was? I, thought I think that's what, I, that's what it was. Was it the power? Was it the Power Stone? I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know what red is. Yeah. Who knows? But, but there, but one there of them's one, in Vision's head. One of the evil Dark Elves wanted to take control of the goo. Okay. Um, and. The goo lived in Natalie Portman, and so they had to get Natalie Portman. <laughs> Dark Elf had to get Natalie Portman in. Yeah, I, I'm like, if, how did it get into her? It just like went into her. Okay, because of the portal that James explained. All right. Yeah, it was just it was very. This is what this is why it wasn't good though, because right. it was like it's too convenient. What you could have done anything you wanted. Why are you hamstringing it this way? Yeah, um, it was weird. Yeah, it was very strange. And then there was like weird points where they just transformed into weird planet landscape. They, he like broke out Loki, and then Loki fought, was good, together, and yeah. Loki was bad, and Loki was good, and then Loki was bad. Yeah, he did the twist where he's like, "I'm a hologram, not a hologram. You're a hologram." Um, that that Loki, doesn't have a lot. The Loki thing was the one thing I thought was a good turn, because um, you expected shot. Loki to be bad, and he wasn't. He ended up being good because he wanted to be with his brother, which I was mm-hmm. like, oh, "Okay, all right, sure." Well, but, except he was bad. But then, but then he was good. Again. <laughs> so every, like, but then he was bad at the end. Every, oh yeah, that's right. He was bad because he killed Odin. <laughs> it's the Vegeta thing. Oh, yeah. which, right. which, by the way, they haven't really addressed in any other movies, as far as I can tell. I think that is, so from my understanding, uh, that is actually a plot point I do remember. Maybe it's going to be like a Snape thing. Well, no, like I, justified in some stupid way that they'll come up with in uh, Ragnarok. No, no, I think Loki's just bad. Captain I think America I think Loki right now is pretending to be Odin. Then oh, that is the oh, he's trickster. 100%. Got it. Okay. That's where we're coming into. That's probably how and why what's his face Thor gets all betrayed and stuff because he's in Asgard and he's like, oh by the way, Odin's been there this whole long. Hmm. It's it's Loki and said tricked well, you. Well, that's the title of the film, right? <laughs> tricked you. Ragnarok is supposed to be the the end of the world. Mm-hmm. It's the <laughs> showdown between Asgard. And yeah, it's it's a whole comic series. Nope. It's also did. the name <laughs> of Thor's robot clone. What? Right. Yeah. That's true. Well, we'll get into that in a sec. I actually more, have some uh, Marvel Puzzle Quest lore for you. Well, no, it's actually yeah, it's from uh, yeah. Civil War. I mean, but I wouldn't. No, exactly. Puzzle Quest has given oh, us right, so right, much. Yeah. Mr. Fantastic Lawrence. creates them, right? Uh, speaking of giving us so much, <coughs> uh, this episode is brought to you by our fine sponsor, Lisa. Here's a quick 
message from them and we'll be right back. Hey guys, just want to remind you that this episode of Filmhouse is brought to you by Lisa Mattress. Whether you're upgrading your home or health or your state of mind, there's one surprising item that belongs on your shopping list. Yep, your mattress. With over 10,000 five-star reviews, the Lisa Mattress is in a league of its own when it comes to combining quality, innovation, and making a difference. Why, you might ask? Well, first, it's 100% American-made. It adapts to all body shape, sizes, and sleeping styles, and it has a universal adaptive feel. That is a trademark, yo. And there's three premium foam layers. That means you sleep good. Now, one of the best parts is the ordering. You can avoid all those awkward showrooms by ordering online and having the mattress shipped to your door for free. Lisa has a 100-night trial that lets you sleep in your bed for over three months to decide if it is the right fit for you. If, for some reason, the mattress is not for you, they will very easily arrange your refund and a mattress pickup. Also worth noting, for every 10 mattresses sold, one is donated to a nonprofit organization that serves homeless and or at-risk adults. And for every one mattress sold, Lisa plants a tree. They're trying to save the earth, people. And lastly, let's talk about the price. Luxury does not come cheap, but when it comes to a good night's sleep, luxury is something you deserve. Lisa mattresses compare with brands that cost thousands more, but because they can cut out on necessary extra costs, Lisa's prices start at just $525. Plus, if you go to www.lisa.com forward slash filmhouse and enter the promo code filmhouse, that's F-I-L-M-H-A-U-S, you will get an extra $100 off. So please do yourself a favor and sleep better with Lisa. Do it. Anyway, back to the show. Hey, and welcome back. Thank you, Lisa, for your fine sponsorship. Uh, I did want to give you guys a little bit of history of Thor. I did some digging. Like our Wikipedia Thor or real Thor. All right. Uh, uh comic Thor. book Thor. Comic comic Thor. Thor. Okay. okay. So uh, he debuted in 1962. He's uh not that old of a character, but in comic book form. Uh, like it was in He debuted in was Viking Yeah, yeah. Like Viking campfire. The, the comic book version, <laughs> the one that Marvel technically owns. Did, okay. did Thor herald the introduction of Norse mythology being canon in Marvel? Was Pretty was much, like yes. his introduction. Yeah, it was okay. uh, Journey into Mystery number 83. Which is created by Stanley, scripter Larry Lieber, and penciler plotter Jack Kirby. So oh, you probably know Kirby. those names. Yeah. yeah, a different version of the mythological Thor has appeared previously, and that was in Venus number 1213. That was in 1951. So there's actually another Thor, a shittier Thor, that came out, but the Thor we know today actually came from 1962. I thought that was interesting. That's like when, you know, in 50 years, people were talking about Adventures of Babysitting Thor, and I go, there was a shitty Thor in that. <laughs> Which is played later, by. Uh, D'Onofrio now. Vincent, Vincent oh, D'Onofrio, really? Who now plays Kingpin in the MCU. <laughs> Perfect. It all comes together. Sounds like IMDb Perfect. trivia. Well, I bet, God, I bet it's in exactly there. what it is. I dare you to go to the Adventures of Babysitting IMDb trivia. Oh, yeah, that guy. Skarsgård. That's, what, Skarsgård? that's the father of the Skarsgård. He's good Ooh. and then bad. And then um, you can never tell. Farvar Skarsgård. This was an interesting thing. Uh, in 20, uh, 2002, they were describing the genesis of Thor, and they basically said they created him because they needed someone to fight Hulk. Hmm. They said right. Hulk was too powerful. That makes sense. They said, who would be more powerful than Hulk? A god. A god. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they have dumb characters like Hercules and stuff in comics, too. Well, it's weird, though, because both Marvel and DC have those characters, but Thor was actually successfully trademarked. Mm -hmm. um, well, it's, They own Thor? Uh, they own a version of Thor, the Mighty Thor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, did, they actually got a successful copyright for okay. the Mighty Thor. Got it. So it's uh, pretty interesting. Um, but, yeah. That's uh that's it for Thor. Uh, but his very first film appearance was in the film Thor. 
the right. first one. I forget if it had a sur- surname yeah, or whatever. Pretty much just Thor. But his first actual um, <laughs> on-screen debut was from the Hulk television series, I believe, where oh. this is the original Hulk versus Bruce Banner. Uh, we are currently watching a video. And a little bit of trivia I just made up. It appears that his helmet that he's wearing in this... Does that have the hair inside the helmet? Well, like no. I, I think the helmet he's wearing this is actually oh. inspired the new Thor Ragnarok. He's got a cool little helmet with the wings on the side. I don't think it is. You did that. You, did <laughs> yeah. that. you, made you just that. made that up. I figured it out. <laughs> so the, the origins of Thor speak to, like you were saying, it's like Hulk is too strong. Let's let's magic something up. It's it's something that happens in comic books and basically any running narrative is the, the issue of escalation, like Dragon Ball. I, I brought this up before. What I'm concerned about now that we're starting to get into the payoff era of Marvel film mm. is now that they're paying off all the homework that you put in, then it's escalation. Then, then it's, you know, Infinity War. What happens after that? Does it continue escalating? Does it restart? Well, that's, why you reboot. Restart. that's why they are replanning the reboot with new characters mm. whose power levels are unclear, like Black Panther or uh, uh, Captain Marvel I was and just, stuff like that. Just yeah. reading an article the other day that was saying, Kevin Feige was like, we're not doing the same scale after Infinity War. Like, Infinity War is the end of this whole thing. <gasps> mm-hmm. And then at that point, it's going to be a, a way more down-to-earth, like, drilled really? down into, yeah. It, they they yeah. didn't want it to become this huge, giant thing like they did with That's Infinity it's War. It's best. Nah, they got a downscale. Sort of, uh, well, they're going to kill all, off Tony Stark. You can only do that Stark. trick so many times. Well, gonna, that, it can't always be world-ending fights. But the other trick is, mm-hmm. like, oh, let's get really into in deep on this character, which they never do well. Mm. So, like, yeah, you're right. Well, they've done it smart, though, because they teased Thanos in 2012. Yeah. Welcome to the year 2017. Was Guardians, right? Josh Brolin's just been sitting around. Mm-hmm. No. It, and that mocap. I thought it was Guardians 1. No, Guardians is 2014. So, 20, what was 2012, Adam? That was Avengers. That was Avengers. Ah, he shows right. up at the Loki, very end. He was, right. Loki yeah. was working for yeah, Thanos. Yeah, you're right. I forgot. Yeah. That's right. Oh, okay. uh, so, and that's what I'm saying, though. He's been teased since then, five years later. <laughs> Infinity Ward. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Lou Hemsworth is Lou. not that much smaller than uh, Lou Ferrigno yeah, right. as the Hulk. <laughs> All right, we know he's the Hulk. You guys, uh, speaking of Hercules, you guys see the Lou Ferrigno Hercules? I have not seen Ooh, it. Ooh, no. what a movie. I mean, yeah. it could fuck, it might as well be Thor, but it's, man, it's wild. Uh, anyway, anyway, watch that. Oh, sorry. Anyway, so now uh, 2018, we'll get uh, Infinity War, which is supposed to be the culmination. Well, they're doing like Infinity War Part 2, but they they're, are. Calling they're, it, they're calling it something else uh, yeah. now. Um, but yeah, it's been building up to this, so. Yeah, the question is, who do you kill off? Who do you reboot? You know, is Bucky going to become the next Captain America? Are they going to introduce Riri, who will take over for... Um, I know, I, hate, I can't believe they call her Riri. No, it's um, being respectful. I know. Uh, but there's the character, there's the female uh, Iron Man. Ironheart. Ironheart. Yeah. Iron there's uh, Ironheart, there's Miles Morales. So there's like... They could even dip into Ultimates and stuff if they Some wanted to in. find alternate side stories to tell. Yeah, There's plenty of material there. Most of it's not good. For but what do you do with the old stuff? So Captain Marvel's supposed to be set in the 90s. Right. So they're already avoiding their Tony Starks, and I'm sure he'll show up in young man computer mm. face makeup. But, yeah. <laughs> um, There's one thing I can tell you the future, though, about uh, our favorite green character, Hulk, and that you will never, ever see a Hulk film. Yeah, that's right. They, they Probably said not in our lifetime. They had, yeah, they said they were like, we're not doing um, single Hulk films anymore other than the first yeah. Hulk. Uh, real quick, a little oh, history on uh, interesting on Hulk. Looks like my Reddit comment <laughs> was old, read old. by Kevin Feige. Yeah, and he decided, yep. well, maybe it's too late to integrate in Iron Man 3, but we should do it later. He's right. But he was, like he was the, the comment that, that shit on it. You're pairing Hulk with Thor in this movie to mm. kind of give both characters a foil. Why can't you have a Hulk, uh, Hulk movie where they, you pair him with somebody else? I'll tell you right now. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> real quick, couple a little history on Hulk. Uh, he first appeared 
Uh, in The Incredible Hulk, that's in 1962, so around the same time as Thor. Uh, Stan Lee stated that Hulk's creation was inspired. You're going to get this. Steroids? No. Oh. It was a combination of Frankenstein and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Whoa! Uh, yeah. Man, what a surprise. I know James loves the originality of Stan Lee. <clears throat> Uh, but the question was, why is there no <laughs> solo he's not called like Hulk Man? So uh, Hulkenstein, yeah, muscle guy. So people always ask, why is there not a solo Hulk film? Uh, Universal has the. Uh, it's because Universal Studios has the uh, right of first refusal. Oh, so um, that because of the original one with Hulk. Yep. Uh, directed by Ang Lee. Yeah. Yes. So Universal bought the movie rights God. to the Hulk in the 1990s. Does that expire? Uh, I'm sure it does. Probably unless not they renew if you it. use them. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Here's, so, yeah, they uh, they started with Ang Lee's Hulk in 2003 and then The Incredible Hulk in 2008. Paramount distri uh, distri distributed, 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 yep. why can't I fucking talk today, all the Marvel films except The Incredible Hulk. Really? Which was distributed by Universal up until 2012's Avengers. This all changed when Walt Disney Company bought Marvel. So oh. with Disney overseeing Marvel, the Hulk fell into a gray financial area. If Marvel were to make a Hulk movie, Universal would have to be approached first yep. for distribution, yep. meaning Disney would essentially be loaning out an IP for a rival company to make money off of it. Yeah. That's yeah. this is uh, the information I found online. So good. Well, that worked out perfectly. Well, here's the, <laughs> if there's it's, ever it's, a character, it's yeah. pretty much identical to the Spider-Man yeah. with Sony. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. These were all deals that were made. Prior to Marvel being purchased by Disney, yeah, our arms, our, yeah, Mar uh, so Marvel had made all these deals prior to the Spider-Man film because they were about to go out of business. Yeah, right. they were hemorrhaging money, and they said, "Okay, we're going to license out our characters to certain studios." Uh, Fox got X-Men and certain X-Men characters like Deadpool. Sony got Spider-Man. Sony got Spider-Man and the Divorce, and then Universal um, got Hulk. Yeah, so. they got. Yeah, they got. Yeah, yes, they got. So how Hulk. come there's no Hulk ride at Universal Studios? There is. There right? absolutely oh. is. Yeah. Oops. 100%. Yeah. I guess oh, that all makes sense. Shoot you well, out of the in, uh, in Florida. Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I went on it. It's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the transformation. So, yeah. Uh, they keep, anytime you ask Kevin Feige or anyone, like, hey, when's the Hulk movie going to come? They keep saying, ask Universal. Yeah. 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 They have right of first refusal, which means that if Kevin Feige and Marvel pitch a movie to them, then Universal has to say yes or no. And if they say no, they can't make the movie. Yeah. So, yeah. which is, I mean, like, that's the way entertainment works. Uh, and, yeah. and that's the way it works in a lot of different industries, too. So. It's really kind of fascinating that Marvel went from almost not existing to then finding a way to stay afloat, then being purchased, and now having this headache of not being able to combine all their properties under one roof. Well, Sony, uh, Sony was able to, or I guess they were able to strike a deal with Sony for Spider-Man. Because Sony failed three times in a row. Well, right, but I mean, like, so are we? You think we're expecting think, well, a I Universal mean, Hulk film? Well, I, no. <laughs> well, I mean, this is the only the way they can do it. The reason this Sony deal worked, I'm not in the room, but to the best of my observation, was that it's because Marvel and Disney assume most of the risk. Yeah. They put up the yes. cost to make the movie. They had to do most of the promotion in one of their other movies, Civil War. So that way, when they make it and they put it out, they came yeah. to a deal, and Sony just sits there and cashes the check. Sony right, gets for the, giving Sony gets distribution uh, revenue. Marvel gets marketing revenue. Yeah. Really? So Marvel, Man. so Disney's making money off of the toys, uh, which is a pretty sweet spot. Yeah. There's a lot of Spider-Man merch out there, but Sony's making money off of the movies. Yeah. So and, I mean, Universal could do the same, conceivably do the same thing. They could yeah. say, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what, we'll make the movie, but we'll, we'll make the distribution yeah. revenue. I don't know I, where that falls into movies like uh, Civil War. I don't know. Where Spider-Man is just a minor character because it's not a Spider-Man film. Maybe I'm sure there's a contract that says we are we are will make based off 
the success of this movie mm. that we get all the money from, we will decide whether or not we want to make that other movie. And if that's okay, then yes, we will execute on the deal of this, that, and the other yeah. thing. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's been a wild ride. Everyone getting up to this point. These companies are, are now designed to make sure that they are like have billions of dollars for hundreds of years. Yeah. <laughs> They're, we're building modern kingdoms with these corporations. <laughs> yeah. And so the deals probably look like that. Like, Stupid as it sounds, mm. we've seen we've seen contracts come from much smaller companies that included uh, undiscovered universes, yeah, written into the contract, yeah, undiscovered universes, and everyone was like, "That's so that's the stupidest thing we've ever seen." But that's the kind of bullshit contracts that are being written today to ensure that this doesn't happen yeah. again. Yeah, so. it's just just all so we can have a Whoa. Asgardian god fight with a giant green man. Mm-hmm. What a what a world we live in. Well, it's just crazy to think how Disney's release slate in terms of movies is starting to cover the entire year because they have Marvel, they've got Star Wars, they have side movies for all those properties. They have they've, Pixar, Pixar, Pixar. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, and they have their own 3D animation mm-hmm. studio in house. It's going to get to the point where every other month is a tentpole <laughs> release from something, and it, it's like the big one comes out on holiday, like. I'm surprised Thor got this slot because obviously well, Star Wars. Last Jedi is, is ho- Star holiday. Wars, yeah, December. Uh, I, I guess my question is, when do you stop getting excited about this stuff? Well, when, when do they, you when stop, they stop making bad movies? Like, like right, <laughs> right now the movies are good. So what do you mean when they start making sorry, yeah, bad sorry, movies? Sorry, when they start making bad movies because right now they're ba- they're all good. They're all like everything's fine. Well, yeah. and again they keep getting this fresh crop of young talent mm. involved. New what is I can't wait to see what this person does next mm-hmm. kind of talent. That's that's the new format for superhero movies. Well, Christopher Nolan's this super established AAA director, but I mean at some point someone said, What if we got this young upcoming director's name attached to a Batman yep. thing? Hmm. That could work. Yeah. I, I just I it all comes down to stakes and you always have to raise the stakes. And this we we felt this on a very small scale with Mothers Be Aware and our demo disc series. We kept building up to this moment. And it finally ended, and we saw a few people come through and like, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> like, why would I watch demo discs? Life is meaningless. You guys, you've done it. So this, that's how, kind of how I feel. Like Infinity War, you build up to this moment, and, well, and now yeah. what? You well, want the payoff, the and then you don't. Off. When you when you binge a show on Netflix, you feel mm-hmm. oddly empty inside when it's done. It's it's like having an erection, right? And you're just exactly. you're, you're hard, you're hard, you're hard. Exactly you want to finish, but you really don't want yeah, to. You, you got to enjoy the ride. Kind yeah, of. you got to be all. like Sting and be tantric. You come all come. the time. You gotta never come. come. Love Don't that band. We, so what we need, I guess what we need with Thor is we need to come. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, we, with the Avengers we need to come. Yeah. But then we need to come for like 15 hours. That's not possible. That's not a thing in real life. I leave it to Disney to make oh, me come right. for okay. 15 well, hours. Well, they're doing it for me with Marvel and Star Wars. And Star I'm coming Wars. all the time. And then Star Wars land. I, look, I'm telling <laughs> you, man. I'm, for the next 10 years, I'm set up. That's great. It's, <laughs> it is nice to be able to look at those press conferences and go, Okay. Yeah. I guess I won't be bored. Twenty twenty eight. Good, good. I, I guess yeah. At the end Black of the Panther day, 4. it's all entertainment, and you go, yeah, you know what? They're we making got Lion stuff. King coming, guys. Lion King. <laughs> Live action Lion King. Right? John Favreau's Hell Lion yeah. King. Got Beyonce. Yeah, Donald Book Glover. Is, Book is good. I'm, I'm realizing Disney not only owned my childhood, they now own my adulthood, mm-hmm. and then they absolutely. own my They're future children's childhood. Yeah. That's the point. They got their talents. In That's me. the point. That's what they want. So here's a. You guys want to put chips down on where they think Doctor Strange is going to appear at all? In Ragnarok. 
Yeah, he's in Ragnarok. I think it's already confirmed. I'm pretty sure they... Well, they teased him at the end of Doctor Strange. Yeah, of course. There was the post-credits with him and Thor, so I assumed he was going to pop in. I'm pretty sure he's there. The line I heard was, you won't be disappointed. I don't actually want to tell you. Don't don't spoil it. I heard it's... I'm just excited. Borgamondu! Anyway, there it is. (laughs) But hey, this is an official non-spoilery thing. People people sometimes get awarded away. Well, the movie's out, and you've probably already seen it, or you will go see it. I'm going to try to go see it tonight. I'm going to see it tonight, too. All right, cool. Well, anyway, guys, thanks for listening to us talk about... Big buff dudes for half an hour. By the light hey, of Mongor's dome. That's what that's what Doctor Strange goes, says. Yep. I'm not sure if he does. I don't know. He goes, yeah. Oh boy. He goes. He goes like this, and then he teams up with Mordo, and he goes by Shivar's light. And looks in. And then he looks. Oh in. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. What does it say? What does it say? <laughs> I work with children. <laughs> Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for watching. I know. I'm a child. (laughs) I'm a child working with children. Man child. Anyway, thank you for listening and watching. Thank you, Lisa, for sponsoring this podcast. Be sure to check them out for 100 bucks off. Appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Enjoy the film, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.